0: Hey, it's Erin Anderson from Live Big Co. And you're listening to the Power To Be podcast. This season is all about the art of leadership. My guests are from all over the world. They are leaders, healers, artists, coaches, and game changers. They are the real deal. Although, if you ask them, they'll say they're simply following a calling. Together, we dive into meaningful conversations about their passion, motivation, and expression in the world. We'll explore the challenges that leaders are faced with in generating inspiration in this ever-changing global environment. There's something here for you to discover. So listen in, and you'll soon find out that the secret to their success lies not in how they lead, but in who they are. Let's find out what this week's guest has the power to lead. Daniel McCall. That's it. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Thank you for joining uh, the Power to Be podcast, season two. Um, This season is really all about leadership, what it takes to be a leader um, in all its many forms. And, you know, when I thought of this uh, idea of, of talking to people, who are really immersed in the in the domain of leadership, you are actually the very first person, I don't know if you remember, but you were the very first person I thought of. And I pinged you right away and, and you were a yes right away. And one of the reasons I'll just, I'll say this by way of introduction, that I thought of you is because uh, I've known you for, for a number of years. We've been in, involved mm-hmm. together in the Baptiste Yoga community. We've been involved together in the Year Leadership community. We've been involved together in the Geotran community. And for our listeners, we will give context um, to all of that. But mostly, um, w- the reason I thought of you is because I've really witnessed you in so many different um, iterations of your career. Uh, and you've never changed, obviously. You've just been really, um, really bold and diligent and disciplined and creative and expressive in whatever it is that you're up to. And I've had the the privilege of watching you move through um, yoga studio management and through an incredible uh, ability of, of being a, an artist and creative human being. And then the way that I've mostly related to you is in the realm of self-leadership. And you certainly contributed to my life in a really big way. And for that, I'm very grateful and in a really, um, wonderfully unusual and, um, alternative way of supporting me. And I, I just, I kind of wanted to get into a conversation about that. Um, you, you supported me from a, a brain integration, um, level and, um, and really opened up a whole lot for me. And so, yeah, I think I, that's an, an odd introduction, but I, um, (laughs) <laughs> maybe i'll get you to to fill in some blanks about who you are where you're from and and what you're up to
1: yeah oh well thank you very very much i um i have known you for quite a while and i'm just trying to think it it really does go back to like 2000 and like maybe even like 7 or 8 Yeah. Um, It's been quite a while. (laughs) So I'm happy that I've been able to have an impact on you. And um, so an introduction, this is so interesting to do now, because I guess on some levels, technically, I'm, I'm unemployed. (laughs) And so I'm so used to introducing myself in this context of here's my main job. And then here's all these other little things I do. And, and yet I'm just as busy, I think, as I ever was being unemployed, you know, as I was being employed. So lots, yeah. of, lots of stuff is happening. Um, I have, up until this year, uh, been in a leadership position at a yoga studio. That's actually was my first uh, traditional career, if you can call it a traditional career. But it, it became my day job. And I did that for 14 years. Wow, up until the summer, when the pandemic really kind of shook, uh especially I think the larger yoga studios w- that uh required lots of people showing up all the time <laughs> to work mm-hmm. and so as that studio shut down, I've been spending the rest of my year um learning who I am, you know not being a part of you know a decade long uh, studio career and and kind of reforming my own path, and yet in so many ways I feel exactly the same because I'm doing so many of the things that I just typically love to do, which is um, mm. share with people, coach people. Uh, my my topics are really uh, the the intersection of productivity, creativity, and spirit, and so I try to bring those things into everything that I do, whether that's something I'm doing as a career as a job uh, you know where i'm actually getting paid to help people or just sharing with people like my friends and family i feel like i share on the same things with my friends and family maybe not in the same ways yet bringing bringing the the spirit of creativity and the spirit of productivity into an environment uh, i know that that's what i've needed to really feel. Just creative and successful in my life, so that is my my um the medicine I share. That's the medicine I like to bring, and uh, right now I'm doing that in lots of different freelance projects. I'm doing some projects for Lightyear Leadership, both on their front end, leading some workshops and courses, and also. In the back end, I'm actually, they're actually a client of mine. So I'm helping them with some creative productivity hurdles, uh, helping Mm. them get organized and and kind of grow their brand as well. So I've got my hands in lots of different things at the moment. And they all really just align at this intersection of creation and creativity and productivity
0: when you say it's the medicine that you're offering, what, I mean, um, this is going to, this is going to sound negative. I don't intend it to be, but if you're, so if you're offering medicine, what are you curing or what are you healing with this intersection of, you know, bringing is, the spirit of productivity and creativity into businesses and lives? What, what is the, that you feel that you're healing?
1: Yeah. So, so when I say medicine, it, it could certainly and is certainly um, prescriptive. I think that's the word I'm looking for, prescriptive. Uh, a lot of times I'll, I'll work with either an individual or a company and we'll be diagnosing uh, some issues that they're having, either as a human being or as a human corporation. And and certainly when I say I'm bringing a medicine, it can be in that way where we're actually looking at roadblocks or hurdles uh usually in the realms of of communication or organization, especially as it um relates to to companies. Uh but it could also be not necessarily prescriptive, like I'm healing something, uh, but more like um what would another word, like a vaccination, like it's preventative. <laughs> so so yeah. I also do work with people in the sense of preventing breakdowns in the first place. And I do mm-hmm. that through um, a couple of different methods, uh, of course, I am a senior certified Lightyear coach, and there's a whole you know body of work that is Lightyear leadership. And I often find that that is what companies and people need to really be able to communicate effectively—not just efficiently, but really effectively, especially with small teams and small businesses, which is where I kind of focus a lot of my work. Um, I do like to do these kind of, oh, seminar kind of open dialogue programs with larger companies. But I find that my best work is often when I can help a, a small, tight team of people really connect and align with what it is they're setting out to do and, and find ways to, to creatively and productively do the things that they want to do. And so that's mm-hmm. what I say, the, the medicine I bring, I'm bringing that ability to be creative and productive with the goal of people being able to do what they actually want to be doing in the world, whether that's, you know, working for uh, for another company in a happy, healthy way, or setting out to be, uh, you know, their own business. Uh, I help lots of solo entrepreneurs set a vision and goals for themselves so that they can do what they want to be doing. And be able to get stuff done, and it not seem like such hard work
0: mm. so what should people be looking out for i mean it, you I just you know just you've just said quite a bit here, and it's really powerful stuff. And, you know, you're talking about bringing, you know, productivity and creativity and the spirit of that into the workplace and into teams and into into that realm of communication. And when you said the word communication, there was such a there was such a glitter on it. And uh, it made me realize, too, that communication is the place that problems are both created and solved. Mm -hmm. It always comes down to communication. So will you talk a little bit about that, about the the power of communication, the power of words, the power of language and the intentionality behind it? And really what is it that we have to learn about
1: that? Yes. There's um, well, that's really what we're here to learn. (laughs) I think is how to communicate not only with other people, but with ourselves as well. And so I, I think I'll actually start there and, and, one of the things I think that's required to live a happy, healthy and fulfilling life is the ability to communicate on the internal level. So me being able to clearly hear my own voice inside my head when mm-hmm. I'm thinking things, me being able to discern my voice and and know like, oh, this is my voice of intuition and this is my voice of creativity or this is my voice of fear and doubt and start to really be able to see those things because all of those are going to have such an impact on my communication with other people out into the world. And, and mm. so that's really where this, the spirit level of all of this stuff intersects, the creativity and productivity. Because my goal is to really spend every day doing things I love. I don't like doing things I don't like to do. That might sound super simple, but I really (laughs) don't. I don't like doing work that I don't like to do. And I don't, um, now that doesn't mean I don't like hard work. That's not what I'm saying. Yet, there are certain things that I enjoy. And my goal is to bring those as much as I can into my working life so that I'm really doing things that I know to be true and real for me, correct for me. And then the next level of that is, well, how do I do all that and still operate in the world? Like, how do I, you know, hold a job if my vision, you know, isn't aligning with the company I'm working for? Or how do I, you know, operate a small team of people and and really get clear on what I want to have done and what the project looks like? And so for me, those are the two like dimensions of communication. That I'm always working on this internal communication, within and with up to to higher source, higher power, and then without, you know, going out into the world. How am I communicating with the people all around me?
0: Yeah, I I mean I love you identifying all the voices in in our our minds, and I I sincerely hope that you believe that there's a liar in there too. Uh, oh, I definitely yes. have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, And, um, and a bit of a jerk and, you know, these, these different voices that, um, uh, but, but I really appreciate just the way that you sort of slowed down and we're, we're in that discernment of this is my creative voice. This is my passionate voice. This is my, you know, and, and then also this is my, my liar judge voice. Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciate that as a way to really slow down and, and tune in. And then the simplicity piece, I, I really appreciate that too. I, um, I read this quote today that you made me think of it. It's, uh, Tony Bennett, the singer said Mm -hmm. this, he said, I have a simple life. I mean, you just give me a drum roll. They announce my name and I come out and I sing. It's my job. I have a contract that says I'm a singer. So I sing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I just think that there is, an internal contract when I when I'm doing it's not always the exact same thing but when I'm that goes back to like what I was saying with my medicine this the medicine that I bring so like Tony Bennett's medicine is his ability to sing wherever he is and and just show up and really be that powerfully and so I want to be able to show up in whatever I'm doing and enjoy what I'm doing, have fun with what I'm doing you know, bring about, he's not,
0: going, he's not going out on the stage saying, well, I can sing, but I should also probably mop the floor and I should exactly. probably, also yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. So it's really speaking to a sense of purpose and a sense of, of deep, deep, um, appreciation for the gifts that, that we've been given. And, you know, I certainly want you out there working with your gifts and your magic versus you trying to be, look good and, you know, be a good, good, Man, you know, out there doing all these different things. Right. I'd rather you be be incredibly talented and generous with the medicine that you're bringing to the world, and that that really comes back down to, like you said, that communication, that internal voice, that that voice within that says, "I must, I must, I must."
1: Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the first things when and when people often reach out to me they, they like the creativity portion. They're like, Oh, I'm not a creative person or I want to be more creative. And, and honestly, I think people are very naturally creative. All of us. I, I don't think there's an exception to that. It's usually what are you trying to apply your creativity towards? And if you're Mm. coming from that place of, of like obligation or have to, I must, um, you'll often find lots of roadblocks because you're probably not going to be creative about things you don't enjoy doing. And so that's why that communication is so important. And to be able to be clear, you know, what is for me, that's what allows me to steer in those directions and actually have creativity just unfold versus having to try hard to be creative.
0: Yeah. I it it sort of comes down to that inner wisdom piece and that that inner wisdom does definitely comes from those voices that you mentioned. And what I always love about wisdom is that wisdom is always kind. Mm-hmm. Always.
1: hmm Mm-hmm. It never
0: shames, it never says should, it never says, "Oh, look at her. She's doing better stuff than you. You better get more creative."
1: Yeah. It doesn't
0: sound like that.
1: Yeah, the 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 voice of comparison is is not what you're looking for. <laughs> the voice yeah. of um, you know, anything that's really beating yourself up is probably not going to lead to more creativity and more productivity. And that goes for in the real world too, if the voices you're hearing, whether they're internal or they're coming out of someone else's mouth, if they're if they're kind of you know um beating you down, discouraging, it's probably not going to be a very creative or productive environment
0: and I really love this combination creativity and productivity i th- I find that to be like it's sexy actually.
1: (laughs) It's really
0: kind of hot. I mean, it just, it, it just feels like there's something wonderful that's happening that is not in hesitation or wrapped up in doubt or wrapped up in, um, having things look a certain way. I, I, um, what have you, so what have you experienced with yourself when, when you've had that intersection become really alive within you Mm. of the spirit of productivity and creativity what have you been able to do
1: yeah well so let me start with this let me say what maybe productivity is not or, or this is maybe how most people when i use the word productivity they're like oh daniel i just need to know how to get more stuff done right and or i need to know how to like organize myself or i need to know how to like you know make a checklist and check things off of it and for me most of the obstacles to productivity aren't knowing how to make a list or, you know, knowing how to use a certain to do app or, or some method of organization, like getting things done or eating the frog. Those are all very helpful tools yet. The real barrier I think most people have to productivity is that they actually just don't want to be doing a lot of what they're doing. And so for me, like I'm, I would say that, um, you know, people do assume that I must just be like the most productive person in the world, because I teach on productivity, and I teach on all these things. And, and the truth is like, oh, no, I like lose track of things. You know, I I, I forget some of the, half the projects I'm working on. And, and I have a very uh, fast mind is when it comes to like, thinking of an idea and starting an idea and kind of getting something going. And so sometimes I forget to circle back to the things I've started. So for me, getting into productivity was more than just getting organized and trying to figure out how to do more. It was getting clear on what are the, what are the right things for me to be doing? So again, that internal communication of like, what are the correct things for me to be working on? And then also really doing the self-study to know, well, when, when do I work best? I found, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not a night owl. Lots of people are night owls. I'm what they call a lark. And I prefer to wake up very, very early in the morning <laughs> and have, mm. you know, maybe like four to five hours uh, of working time before like eight or 9am hits. And and then yeah. like, that's me knowing my ways of working and then being true to myself so that I can be productive in that sense and instead of always trying to fit into what I think should happen or like this is how Stephen Covey makes his mm-hmm. day planner or this is how David Allen gets things done. Again, those are so many tools and people often get kind of lost in the, the tool set or the toolbox of productivity. Mm. And And where I really start aiming people is you got to get to the why first. Like why do you need to be doing these things in the first place? How does what you're doing relate to your vision for your life and your goals that you're setting? And, and from there you can then kind of start the toolbox uh, assessment because there are tools that are going to work better for different types of people. Um, But I really try to come at productivity from this, this idea that, you know, every day I have a, limited amount of hours, and there are certain things that I know I want to be doing in the world, how do I make sure I'm doing those and not other things and not just wasting my time? And and then part of that's also like so that I feel satisfied. So it's not just to get things done, but can I be able to like go to bed in the evening knowing I've made a difference in my own life? I, that I've actually moved more towards my vision and my goals and my happiness, instead of just the sense of getting things done for the sake of getting them done.
0: Mm. Uh, there's so many things I appreciate about about this <laughs> again because I'm a huge fan of discovering for yourself what works and what doesn't and not following someone else's prescription or plan. And so I love that it starts with the self-study and the, the understanding of your own rhythms. I I am absolutely not a night owl and I'm absolutely not an early morning person and neither is (laughs) right or wrong. (laughs) But what I am, what I've learned over this past year is that productivity is um, it's like a magic moment when things um, are happening, things are, are being produced very simply. Um, for instance, if I want to be – if I want to write a book, I need to be writing. That's productivity. Mm-hmm. If I'm not writing, then I'm not in productivity. It's a bit binary in that way. If I'm not writing, I'm dreaming, planning, you know – intending all those good things, but I'm not actually producing anything if I'm not writing yet. What I did for a very long time is I would judge myself and the way, you know, and how much and the volume um, and the timing and the, and even the quality of the writing. And I have to say that, that just in you describing this self-study and know yourself, I had this realization that the best writing that I've, I have, I do these days is in the presence of my lovely editor, Michelle, who um, phones me and Mm -hmm. says, let's write. Yeah, And she'll give me a a prompt. And uh, like the cracked pot was the last one. And we write for 25 minutes and then I share what I wrote and then we hang up. And uh, almost every time what I write in those 25 minutes is the best writing that I've done all week or all month. So it's it's not about volume. It's not about mm-hmm. even necessarily quality, but it is about understanding rhythms and ways that we can create that elixir that moves us, moves the ball forward. And what do you find that is people's biggest block in terms of understanding or appreciating their why?
1: Oh, so the biggest block... And people understanding and appreciating their why. (sighs) You know, I would say that most people are actually closer than they think to having just a completely satisfactory and happy life. Most people Mm. are actually really, 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 they're like, they're there, except for... Again, I'll go back to the those different voices in the mind, <laughs> the ones mm-hmm. that are the naysayers and the, oh, but I didn't do this or, oh, I should have done that. And and so where most people are already good with both creativity and productivity is typically having an idea and starting something. Like most people, you ask them for a good idea. They've got a good idea and they're actually able to even start. And And then there's, you know, seems to be like the Holy grail of a person who can actually start, continue and finish something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and so this isn't quite them either, but it's what I see is that people start things and then somewhere along the way, they actually forget why they were doing it in the first place. So they lose the connection to like the vision or the why or they get so bogged down by the, by the, the details and the minutiae and they don't know how to recover from that overwhelm. And so they they lose their connection to the why that way. And so one of the things that I do regularly in, in many different ways for different domains in my life is what I would just call the review. So like some people do like a weekly review where they review all the things they did in a week. Uh, I do something similarly. I do it roughly weekly, quarterly, and I'm actually getting ready to do like a big like year review of the whole 2020. And some of the things that I do specifically around projects is look at all the things that I've done and mm. and really get clear like, oh, these are things, this is where this is how far I've come. And like and actually seeing it all kind of mapped out at one time is an extremely good motivator for getting things done because most people, tend to stop or get stalled, you know, like three quarters of a way to the finish line. So like almost there,
0: oh, yeah. but
1: they tend to think that they've got so much farther to go. It's so far away because they've lost the picture of everything that they've done already. And, in and really in truth, most of the work's done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I find that just happens. Um, you know, across the board is people get right up to the finish line and they get stalled right there. And then they don't do the work to actually recover themselves and then move across the finish line.
0: Yeah. So what do you think it takes to be able to do that? I mean, I, I, I just sort of got this picture of, you know, um, someone who's really just wrapped up in doubt and fear and, um, concern of of the you know mm. the, the thing flopping or the thing not working or making up all kinds of stories about yeah. this, this project and really all of that as we know just rely is all lying in the realm of thought it's mm-hmm. all just happening between the ears and so if the mind has this power to just completely ambush a project just by thinking that it it is a certain way or it isn't a certain way what's the antidote? What, what do you find helps in that moment?
1: So, Oh, there can be so many things. Um, you know, one of my favorite things to teach from the light, your body of work are the cycles of success, which are the, the natural way that we move through projects from conception Mm -hmm. to, to fulfillment and to appreciating and, and really learning from each thing we do. And so there's many tools like in, in within that uh, light year work that are so helpful. And, and then some of the principles that kind of underlie even the cycles of success. um, I'm a big fan of journaling about my work. So I do journaling uh, like about my day. I do my morning pages, which is just like free form writing. I do gratitude journaling And one of the things I actually do is I also journal about what I'm working on for for my work projects. And and it's a little bit like, here are the things I did. And it's also like, here's how I feel about what I did. Like, here's where I really can start to identify that I'm like way overthinking something or I'm in judgment of something I'm doing. Here's where I can identify um, something I accomplished that I actually feel really good about. And I make sure that I have that. Uh, like prompt me later on in a project as a reminder, because I tend to remember the things that I'm like stuck on (laughs) versus all the Mm -hmm. things that I've accomplished. Mm
0: -hmm. And and
1: so I do that type of, you know, writing about my work that helps me tease out or get a better picture of what's going on in my mind. Because if I just sit and listen to my mind, honestly, that's Shit show. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, crap show. But you know, it's just, it's just, there's all kinds of stuff going on in there. Mm-hmm. And when I get it onto paper or I type it into, you know, my journal, uh, my digital journal, it forms this snapshot of what's going on in my mind that I can actually start to work with versus just sitting there in thought, sitting there and thinking. Yeah which which I don't normally get through things just by sitting there and thinking about them
0: Oh my God, that's the bottom line. I mean, the, the two things that I really hear is that if there is any kind of stall or doubt or fear or um, you know sluggishness or heaviness mm-hmm. or dragging or procrastinating or all those things that that many of us, just as a very human experience, are very very familiar with, whether it's you're renovating your house or you're trying to figure out a date night or you're trying to you know write a book or change a you know start a business, whatever it may be, the 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 real um, the real thorn in it all really does lie just simply in the realm of thought. And so the two things that I heard from you, one is to go out, out and get help. So find someone other than yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> to work with. So someone other than your own thoughts, that whole chorus of thoughts in there. And, you know, your recommendation of, you know, I've had such wonderful insights and success of working with the Lightyear principles. And for those of you listening, go to lightyear.co and you'll find a just a, a wonderful community of supporters and people who really are here to, to teach and support you in, in your great life possible. So, I mean, we've been really privileged to be a part of such a generative and generous community. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing I, I heard you say is to be your own best coach by actually extroverting, like putting out on paper or I mean, one of the things practices that I do, um, is I go for walks in the woods and I literally talk out loud. I'll talk to Mm -hmm, the trees mm -hmm. I'll talk to God, but I'll have this moment of literally talking out loud. So thankfully I have a lot of trails nearby that there aren't a lot of people on. So they don't think I'm completely bananas, but it's a really wonderful way for me to even just hear myself. And when I can hear myself and the words that are f- floating around in my mind, I can really start to discern what I'm yes and what I'm no. And when I'm a yes, th- that just has that energy and that wisdom and the kindness and love and the no just feels kind of, but just, it's like a, it's like a, just a stop. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like those two places to really go to, but yeah, the bottom line is just don't stay too long up in there in that little. Yeah.
1: And you can even, you know, you can even use, you know, your voice to text on your phone or Mm -hmm. otter.ai and, and do those walks and actually talk to yourself and have it recorded so that you can go back and work with it some more. Um, I often do that when I, I need a walk. That's especially, you know, having, the shelter in place and work from home. And like the home is the office and I'm just in here all the time. So I'll need these walks. And sometimes I'll just put my headphones on. And instead of listening to music, I'll turn on Otter and have it re- be recording me. And, mm-hmm. and that way I can capture some of the stuff that I'm processing while I'm moving and processing my body. And, and part of that's just to prevent, see, the mind is fast and smart. Like, so as soon as I like kind of start to solve something, it can also slip right in there and start plugging other holes and doing other things. And so having that written record, even if it's just a transcript to kind of pull an idea or two out of is so valuable. And, and that goes back to this idea of the review is like, if I really want to know what I did this week, my mind is not the place to look for that stuff because it's just, it's not going to remember, especially if I'm stressed over something, it's going to remember the stresses and I'm not going to remember all these great things that I did. So I do take the the journaling aspect of, of really that self-leadership quite seriously.
0: And that's productive.
1: Yes. Yes. In both the literal sense, like I'm just, I'm literally speaking and producing the written word (laughs) in that way. And Mm -hmm. I can do stuff with that, that that would be maybe that more typical productivity, I can actually look at it again, I can read it again, I can, you know, circle and highlight and pull stuff out and create new things from it. And, and people often, I think, rely too much on their mind for that, uh, to do like all the heavy lifting and all the storage and, and it's really just not designed for that. So I use note-taking apps um, or a, just a few, but I love to take notes on things now. And I have that as a real consistent habit. Um, and that's what allows me to offload so many things from my mind because I don't, I'm not worried about remembering them now. <laughs> I can actually do stuff with them and be creative because it's all written down somewhere.
0: Well, I'm sensing too, for the first time, really, that creativity and productivity don't necessarily have an order, that they toggle back and forth, productive, then creative, then creative, then productive. Mm-hmm. It's a, a lovely dance.
1: Yes. I would say at their highest, creativity, productivity, and spirit are all the same thing. At the, the, Like the highest point you can go. It's really where, you know, what you're doing and who you're being are just so aligned. Wow. And there's like a flow to that. So at their highest, they are the same thing. And then everything else is us figuring out our way up that hill.
0: Mm. (laughs) A friend of mine has this great saying that whenever he gets wrapped up in doubt, he calls it rolling down the hill.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh Yeah. Uh
0: I'm rolling now. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's hard to stop.
1: Yeah, you'll ga- I, gather momentum for sure.
0: Oh gosh, yeah, it's easy to do. Um and this this combination, this lovely trifecta, this this summit of spirit, productivity and creativity being all one and the sense of it's all really about who you're being in the world. Um what do you describe for us a little bit more about what you see when you say the word spirit what do you see there
1: oh yes that could be a whole other <laughs> podcast series uh-huh. probably <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: and so Look at us
0: getting creative daniel yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you know i think at its most basic when i were to, like, if I were to ask you right now, what, what spirit are you in, Aaron? What, what's your spirit right now? Like, what spirit are you in?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You Isn't that- have something, I bet you have an answer.
0: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll work with spirit in, um, the inner hearing and just say the very first thing that I, that I heard that the spirit Well, let me just – wow, I can't tell you how fast the picture came. So the picture came uh, about my mom who um, would – always feel as though um, her spirit, so her energy, her presence, her contribution, the light in her eyes, the, the words that she would use mattered more than anything else, more than mm-hmm. more than any degree, more than any outfit, more than any way of, of her looking. And so that was the first picture that actually popped into my head in a nanosecond. And so the spirit that, that I'm in is one of connection, um, a connection to her, a connection to you, a connection to myself and the words that I'm hearing and seeing and picturing. And so, yeah, it's like a, a, um, like a community, Mm -hmm. a connection of all these, um, yeah, thank you. I'm loving this question because it has me feel energized and that's that's
1: that's what I that's what I'm talking about when I say spirit. It is that it is that energization. Energizing Mm. (laughs) energization. Energization. It it is that you know what kind of energy are you in? Are you in an Mm. energy that is, you know, uplifted? Are you in an energy that is um you know creative and productive for sure are you in an energy that is maybe more nostalgic or poignant and so when i say spirit i'm really speaking to that how you areness at any given time and and there's always a multitude of answers and ways that we could possibly be to me that's all spirit that's the spirit we're in and so mm-hmm creativity and productivity and and spirit all go together because you're going to be doing things every single day. Some of the things you're going to enjoy, some of the things you're going to not enjoy. And you can be in a certain spirit while you're doing those things, even that you don't enjoy. And for me, um, that's why spirit is just such an important word to, to use and to say. Um, I do also use that as like the higher upper like whatever is in the level above us in the um you know I don't know what that would be like—the ethereal realm—and I'm not being mm-hmm. specific or like mm-hmm. woo-woo, but just like whatever is up beyond us, above us, us yeah. is yeah. to me, it's all spirit. <laughs> that's, right, that's just all it is—the unknowable,
0: untouchable, unseeable. Yeah, mm-hmm. it,
1: that's the thing because I have such a love for words. It's like as soon as you start to use your words on it, you're only talking about a piece of it. So, so right. I, I do speak to specific pieces uh, of spirit in my work. And it usually is something like, well, how are you? And, you know, not the how are you that gets a fine in response, but like that really, how are you? <laughs> mm. and, and to me, being able to normalize a conversation like that is, is what most people need to actually be creative and productive. Because most people feel like they have to slice off a piece of themselves. To be able to then go to work and do this job to pay the bills to support the family, and you can see how there's just like no spirit in what I just said,
0: right? Yet,
1: I have worked many a job that I don't particularly enjoy. (laughs) Yet, when I'm in that spirit, I can do those things and align myself to a bigger picture and you know, use the spiritual energy that comes from from that work to actually be happy and be productive and be, you know, have a feeling of satisfaction, even if I'm doing things that I might not particularly uh, like to be doing like the, you know, there's always going to be a spreadsheet somewhere that I got to fill something in on or something. tedious. Yeah, there's always going to th- be dishes to be done. dishes to be done. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and my goal is to be able to not have that kind of work, bring down my spirit.
0: Right. But you're also really nailing the conversation around people, you know, looking for their fulfillment in their life and, and just following their, following their passion. And then all of a sudden their passion disappoints them. Mm-hmm. And it's all this mm-hmm. external living that has people just bounce around and be constantly disappointed. I, yeah. I, I find disappointment to be a bigger epidemic right now. But this spirit slash or other way of talking about it as being a way of being, that is fascinating to me. And I, I know I've certainly been touched by people who you know have any number of you know menial jobs or very important jobs that didn't really matter. It was who they were being that that touched me, mm-hmm. and the light in their eyes, like you said, that connection to a spirit that is so lovely, and and uh, they just well they made the biggest contribution in my life just because of that for sure yes
1: yeah, th- that I, if you look at the people on the planet who are just super successful even by you know normal like financial number of books sold number of cd's sold whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, many of those people you're going to see they're in some alignment with their their spirit, right? And 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 that's something people tend to miss if they're only talking about getting things done or productivity in the sense like, oh, I have to write a book,
0: or you I know, need a, a amount of followers, or I need a certain amount of money, or I exactly. need a certain amount of clients. Yeah. yeah,
1: and and to me, things just become so much easier when I embrace that spiritual side of things and you know i don't get too churchy with it you know um i'm i don't ascribe to any particular organized religion or way of thinking i have a history of being in the the yoga industry and of course studying all the those traditional um like vedic texts the yoga sutras i have a, a love for the world of zen and the 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 just the whole Eastern way of dealing with life and with the mind. I also have some background. I was baptized Catholic. You know, so there's all these all these layers to, to the word spiritual. And yet I find that it really just boils down to, um, you know, who am I being in the moment? And if I'm in alignment, I can have that sense of success and achievement that actually compounds and builds on itself. And, and so I'm leaving a 14 year, you know, career in one specific domain of my life. I don't feel like any of that is wasted. You know, I feel like I'm still building on that, even though none of my day job looks the same as it did three months ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I still feel graduated. like I'm doing the same thing. I'm just yeah. been doing it somewhere else and in new ways yeah. with new people.
0: At a, at a new level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're not disappointed. You're not left clinging and grasping and feeling like your identity was wrapped up in that 14-year career.
1: Yeah. Well, that certainly – that is the work that is to be done, right? And and so I did go through that, especially – it was a, quite a um, – Fast choice, you know. This decision was made, and it, things happened really fast. Maybe faster than I would have liked to it. But that's kind of the definition of disappointment, right? Is this appointment that is not on the same time frame as as me? Yes. <laughs> and so, right. and so, I think it's important to really recognize those things. So there definitely are bits and pieces of my identity that I've had to tease out from the brand of the studio that i worked for and you know all the work that i've done there was certainly a level of disappointment meaning things you know i could have worked there another 10 years that would have been fine yet that wasn't the timing i was given and so the spiritual work then becomes well who am i with what i've got now like who am i with even this timing this sense of timing That was kind of thrust upon me, you know, who am I? And that gives me my actual leadership challenges for growth and evolution versus what most people do is they stay in disappointment and they stay in judgment and then they still try to go find a new job, not realizing that they're actually going to carry disappointment and judgment into their job, even if it has nothing to do with what they were doing before, because that's the work that that's really here to, to take us to the next level.
0: Oh I, I just think that everything you're saying just has such truth and wisdom to it and and I I think it's a really very much an important message right now because we're in a time we're in an era mm-hmm. where our lives can absolutely be created and into whatever we choose we we have really I can't think of any excuse like I really can't think of any reason why we cannot create our lives the way that we want them to be created, other than us believing our thoughts.
1: Yeah. Oh, and we're we're gonna have to like. Oh, yeah. The way this year has gone uh, for so many people is is that it is really accelerating us towards a new future. Like the, you know, twenty twenty. A lot of people might describe it as things stopped or stalled, yet in reality, things have actually been sped up and and yeah. so and so you know i we're seeing that you know a regular corporate job is is shifting like what does that even look like now and so we're being asked to evolve and grow and we can either do that intentionally and, and with a little pep in her step, you know, paying attention to the spirit of things, or we can like be dragged kicking and screaming and, and <laughs> it's going to happen. Growth is going to happen no matter what we're going to have to evolve. And so I just think it much wiser to, um, embrace the timing that is being thrust upon us and then learn to to dance to that tempo. Right, And it doesn't mean you have to bend over backward and, and let the world just like uh, run you over. But it is being in that dance of, okay, here's a disappointment. And who am I being that's going to help me rise above that? Or here's a setback or a roadblock or a failure. And who am I being that's going to convert that failure into really good learning and allow me to move forward again and again? And we're going to have to be doing that faster and faster. It's not going to slow down in 2021. I Mm -hmm. do think there's, I'm a little bit of a futurist. There's many things on the horizon that we need to be able to really rapidly evolve through. Uh, And, you know, more jobs are going to be shifting as AI and automation ramp up, especially, (laughs) you know, now that we've all, you know, shifted where we're working for the most part, like all these things are just going to come much more fast and we should be much more well practiced at pivoting and evolving. Yes. And it not have to take a lot of time.
0: And also not and not spending that precious time resisting what is.
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: This is the path. Oh, I'm on this path. Oh, I love this path. How can I get creative and productive and dance with spirit on this path now? Yeah. I mean, otherwise, it's it's just you're just jumping up and down and staying stuck on the path that you're on.
1: Right. And it just doesn't typically get you very far like that's it's like you think you're not moving but you're that's maybe that sliding back downhill (laughs) you think you're standing still or holding ground but you're really kind of slipping down that slope
0: (laughs) (laughs) when you were talking about this convergence of spirit productivity and creativity i i had a moment of self reflection and thought what where am i feeling that the most and and i i mean i think you and i share this love of words and language and and working with mm-hmm. people in conversation and and in dialogue and one of my one of my favorite things is in the the realm of coaching and working with people and holding space for people and their in the, for their greatest life possible. It is not a. It's interesting because it's not a, a transaction. It's not a, a promise or a guarantee. I, I am your coach, therefore you will become successful. It is a. It is a dance in with spirit and creativity and and productivity. All of it, and it's I, just the language that you've brought forward here today has made me really see this picture of what I love most and when I come alive the most is in these kinds of conversations. Mm-hmm. And I don't have these conversations to have some sort of transaction happen. It's really just for the love of it. I, I am connected to spirit and I feel really alive. And so I'm wondering with you, what what is it? Give us a picture when when you feel the most alive and connected into that trifecta.
1: Oh, you know, I think that Again, I'm here to normalize conversations that involve spirit, <laughs> that, that brings spirit in, you know, without being dogmatic or churchy. Um, and so I have these different conversations with all kinds of different people. So like in my family it's a really interesting being me in my family where there's, we've maybe got like
0: you and your family, Daniel.
1: <laughs> we may have gotten a, a an extra, uh, helping, uh, extra scoop full of dysfunction. Although I think everyone would say that about their own family. <laughs> yeah. Yet, one of this, one of the interesting dynamics is that my family does come to talk to me like one-on-one, someone will come and just they'll know to talk to me because they're going to get something different than when they're talking with anyone else in my family. <laughs> and, and part of that well, that's I actually, how
0: I experience you too, by the yeah. way. I'm going to sit down with you when I want something different.
1: Right. And so people, you know, they, they might normally go to another family member where they're just kind of complaining about someone else in the family. Um, this was a, a funny story when I was moving. This was probably like a decade ago, and my whole family was helping me move. And I would get stuck in the elevator, like with my mom, just one-on-one carrying boxes. And she would talk about my dad. And then I get stuck in the elevator with my dad and he would talk about my sister. And so everyone talked about everyone else. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, um, and so my job though, I, what I really heard was just to really listen and to be able to listen from a place where I'm already in that integrated space so like my creativity my productivity my spirit it's this is i'm in that clear clean aligned space i'm often able to hear what people are really getting at it's answering that question what spirit are you in only if i were to actually ask like my dad that question he would just be like wah, 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 you know like just, you know, so there's he, he wouldn't be able to maybe verbalize that answer yet yeah, i'm listening for that as we're talking. And then I'm also not afraid to like, be honest with people. And, and, you know, I'm not mean, although sometimes love is, you know, um, direct <laughs> and truthful and and impactful, but I'm not afraid to, to really speak the truth. So like, you can see that type of conversation uh, with my family, um, with My friends too, I'm, you've always been the weird one (laughs) and and who, who's like my small talk is still usually something like, well, how are you really like, how are you dealing with this shelter at home stuff in the pandemic? Mm -hmm. And, and, and don't give me fine as an answer because I'm just going to say, well, how does fine look, (laughs) you know? Um, and then that same type of conversation is how I am. If I'm working with, uh, either one-on-one, um, one on one clients, or if I'm in a group setting, I might be normalizing for a group uh, talking about how you are. I can tell I've done this work in so many types of organizations where I could tell this was the first time that anyone in that company has had a conversation about how they are with another person that works there uh, wow. because I can just tell they're shocked when I ask and expect them to answer in front of other people. So, oh, there's, I know there's, I'm kind of getting away. Here, but there's so many layers to that conversation that um always points back to that spirit piece. And 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 what I want to do by normalizing that conversation for people is make it so that they know how to talk about it. You know, sometimes my family is just needed better words to describe another person in the family (laughs) so that Mm -hmm. they could really get underneath whatever type of conflict or judgment they were in with them. And the same thing with my friends, like most people just expect that I'm fine is a good enough answer because that's what they give and that's what people accept. And so when I hold out for just that little bit more it makes it more normal for people to be introspective and and talk about how they are without being so attached to it or you know ashamed of it. Uh, and then the same thing in the in the workplace, I want to be able to normalize conversations about how are you, so that when we're having a meeting and we're trying to get something done we can address what needs to be addressed, which might be something completely not related to work (laughs) because we're not fine in the moment, but I want to be able to normalize that conversation so that we can actually address it and then, and then move things along. And for me, that's really, those are the roadblocks to productivity that most people are experiencing. It it isn't the, how to get things done. Uh, You know, it isn't just checking things off a list. It's these other psychological, spiritual, mental, and physical things that we're just taught to gloss over and ignore so often.
0: Yeah. And stiff upper lip and muscle mm-hmm. through and yeah, make it happen. And I, I, um, heard that this, you, as you're speaking, that this is really the priority is that people are seen and heard deeply Mm -hmm. as the number one priority before any creativity or productivity can even happen. Yeah. And I would say that, you know, just reflecting back on some of the things you've said is that we have to be able to do that for ourselves as well as be able to educate the people in our lives to be able to do that as well. I think it's a, a really wonderful um, trend to, to get out there in the world. And, and I, I see you really living into your purpose of, of helping people see see and hear themselves correctly first, mm-hmm. acknowledge, and then be able to do that for other people. And then be able to, with gentleness, kindness, love, passion, and, and some vigor, step into their creativity and productivity from this deeper connection to who they're being. In other words, their spirit.
1: Yes. Yes. And you know, this is why, see, I love coaching. I love that people want to become coaches. You know, I know that there's kind of a, um, a surgence of that in the past 10 years, like the word life coach has really taken off. But before it was called life coach, it was still just a coach, <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe or a consultant. Or I'm like, it's, it's not new. Yeah,
0: it was just called leadership before, actually,
1: it's just called leadership. Yeah. yeah. And so for me, um, like, I work with several different mentors, some of them like very, very prominently, and some people that I just like check in with like once a year, you know, like, hey, hey, what's going on in your world? And and I have that coach, coachy or mentor-mentee relationship with people um, in, in both directions, both like me up as well as the people who are seeking me out for coaching and consultation. And I think that that is such an important relationship to have because, again, the mind just Hmm. it can't do it all on its own. And it's, it's usually the mind, if you put it in that self reflective mode, unless you've had really good practice or really good training, it's going to tend to spiral downwards instead of upwards. Yeah. And so I think the coaching relationship is so important because it gives, um, an anchor to the mind and all the the movements of it and and where a coach can then steer upward, which is really what I'm here to do. And I think what coaches are here to do, even if they're coaching something very, very technical, but they want to steer it upwards. They don't want to steer mm-hmm. it downwards.
0: Well, and, and I mean, really what a coach is here to do. I mean, certainly my coach, I rely on her to help me see what I'm here to see, to help me see what I'm here to do and to hold that space for who I'm, you know, becoming and the potential that I, that I have within me. She, she does not tell me, she just holds a space for me to, to see it for myself. And it's really powerful and i'll i'll I'm committing my life to doing that for to other people mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting because spirit is very, very quiet sometimes and very, very, very patient. <laughs> very patient (laughs) but the mind is like a you know like a bully and very impatient and loud and um you know kind of a bull in a china shop so you know our our job as coaches is really to tease out that spirited as it's been referred to as the still quiet voice Mm -hmm, within mm -hmm. that's the magic
1: yeah because if we don't listen to that still quiet voice, and we don't have someone to help us discover that or find it, the still quiet voice becomes a loud disruptive voice. And that's usually, but by that, by that time, things are really, really bad. So we want to be able to catch that stuff earlier and earlier. And to me, uh, an, another person is still the best tool in the toolbox for that to really happen.
0: And a, and a very high, like, we'll just, you know, message from the sponsor, right? High quality, good, you know, spacious listener, mm-hmm. different than the one who placates or, um, you know, keeps you stuck or, you know, gives you.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. A good you know coach that. is going to move things along. Like whatever yeah. things need to be moved along will be moved along.
0: I know exactly who to call when I'm feeling in the dumps and want to stay there. I know exactly who to call. That right. person will be like, It's okay, you work hard, put your feet up, you're fine. Yes. So I that's not that's not what a coach is here to do. And um we do it with some love, don't we? And a little a little directness every once in a while. A little yes.
1: we can be lovingly direct.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, Daniel, what is the if I was to ask you this, what is your big dream for maybe the next year or so, not necessarily 2021, even though, you know, we're recording this called really close to Christmas and really close to the end of 2020. And it has been, a, as you've, you know, shared with us a challenging year and a big year and lots of shifts and changes, which you and I probably very much agree. Those challenges and shifts aren't ending anytime soon, especially not on a calendar you know flip. Mm-hmm. So um, if you were to set all of that, uh, you know, to the side and, and look, you know, through the window of your mind and and look out. What's your big dream? Something that you would re- really want to see happen for yourself or for the world?
1: Oh wow! Um, so I am a futurist, or I'm from the future in so many ways. And you know, I think this year, this coming year in particular, um, I- I'm considering 2020 kind of like a practice run for forced evolution or forced change. like So (laughs) this is just the practice run. And then 2021 becomes a place where I know things are going to change and I want to be able to choose uh, the domains that are changing and be able to have some steering effect in, in my own life. And I wish that for others as well. And I really hope and wish for people that they know that it can be done At any speed you choose, you know, we can change fast. We can change slow when we need to change slow and we can change fast. We can rapidly choose new careers. We can rapidly make new friends. Um, We can be less attached to the things we thought were status quo and, Mm. and actually move into the new world quite freely. Um, And I think that's another one of the big lessons from 2020 is like, the status quo is only status quo until it's not <laughs> and then then you know and then it's going to change and so you know i know that big big changes are coming down the pipeline for people who work by driving a car you know eventually that jobs just not going to be here there's so many things that are being turned over to automation and ai and i see a world where people have the support They need, uh, you know, either from coaches or from family or from friends who have, you know, learned to support one another. But we have the capacity to navigate those changes and 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 navigate them quite rapidly and stay in good spirits about it, too. Like actually be able to hold a good spirit through those times.
0: Oh, wow. To move into the new world freely and to have a good spirit. Mhm. I love that. I just felt this big ching, like the <laughs> ting ting. That's such a beautiful sight to move into the new world because we're always stepping into a new world mm-hmm. every day. Every single day that's never not been true. But to move into a new world freely and to be able to tr- to tra- transform and change rapidly and to have the support that you need. I mean, those of you listening to this, I hope you can feel the love in his message. It's so it's so amazing. And to stay in good spirits. Ah, That's the dream. That is the dream. Stay in good spirits, everyone. I mean, that's really where it begins. It has to start there. And then such wonderful things come from staying in good spirits and, and not believing the liar in your mind and and go get some support, go, go find a good listener and be willing to change quickly. I love, I love all of this. So, um, Daniel, where can people find you? Where would you like to be found?
1: So you can find me on my website, which is DanielMcCall.co. And I am also I'm only on Twitter right now in the social media world, so you can find me on Twitter at uh, the Daniel McCall. And I'm I'm sure I'll be expanding that presence at some point this year. But those are really the places that I'm putting my stuff out there right now. Uh, you can also find me leading work on the Lightyear Leadership Platform, lightyear.co, and I'm going to be working on some things for the new year, specifically on Lightyear. So you'll be able to check out some workshops and programs there.
0: I'm really excited that you're going to be part of uh, one of my programs, too the integrated coach training, which is coming yes. up this year. Yes. we're going to be helping launch coaches out into the world in a in an integrated and prosperous way. So I'm so grateful that you're going to be leading this very important work and I'm I'm very grateful to really be grounded in connected to this concept of the trifecta of prince, of of productivity and creativity and spirit. I'm just so in love and enamored with that idea. Thank you so much.
1: I'm so happy that it's making a difference. Thank you
0: mm-hmm well i hope you have enjoyed this episode everyone and thank you so much daniel for being part of it and have a wonderful christmas and a happy new year
1: thank you you too it's been a pleasure to talk with you
0: bye bye thank you so much for joining us this week on the power to be podcast thanks again to my guest for sharing so generously and for really lighting us up And it's my hope that each of you who is listening is feeling inspired to get out there and live big and serve powerfully. The world is waiting for that special gift that you have. We'll see you next week.